0: Are now 17 4 and 3, and that is good enough for you. Guessed it first in the Atlantic, first tied in the Eastern Conference, and tied for first in the National Hockey League. My name is Joey Capone. That's Rob Tachi. Rob, how are you doing, buddy? Oh, how's it going, buddy? How's it going, buddy? Is the line I mess it up every time. How's it
1: going, buddy? It's going great,
0: yeah, it's because the, the Bruins
1: are alive and well, and therefore doing... I am they're doing great so we're doing great and that's
0: kind of the point of the show that's kind Over of it here. it's it's me and rob picking ourselves up by our bootstraps cuz the bruins are doing well that's kind of the whole show in case you wanted a recap that's it uh now egg on your face immediately you fucking idiot you said they were going to go 20 and 1
1: i didn't it, say they were going yeah you to. did no yeah, you texted you did. me about yeah, no you i did. i said i would be fine with because you said, do they win all three games? And I said, they fucking better. 2-0-1 is the minimum. I think I'd then even change it to 2-1-0. I would have accepted an overtime loss. Which, hey, by the way, I, I wasn't far from it. Who? How the fuck was I supposed to predict the ending to that Toronto game? You didn't see that happening? Even when it was happening, I didn't predict it happening.
0: Did you see the video from the stands of the guy... Uh, like the Toronto fan as Marshy is catching that puck in midair. And he's going, no, 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 no. <laughs> if only John Tavares were there. Oh, my God. All right. Let's get into it. Let's yeah. get into these games. Okay. Uh, we're just going to go in order because, I mean, they're, we're not going to spend a lot of time on the Sharks. Don't worry. Uh, The Sharks. Now, buckle up. Open up your schedule because we got about an hour or two on the Sharks game. Uh, they needed this one. This one was, a, I didn't feel any better after this. You were texting me during it. You're like, I think they're back slumps over. The bees are back. They're buzzing. The boys look happy to be out there. The, the vibe is different. I was like, dude, I, no, no, this was a necessary one. This was just like a, do we need to hit the panic button? win for me, like I, the, the, I called the, you a weenie. Well,
1: you're in a, weenie. listen,
0: you were the one excited about beating the sharks. You were kind of, do you think you might've been a weenie a little bit?
1: I was really happy we were beating the Sharks. There's nothing Let's wrong with Let's self-reflect
0: that. a little bit. Do you think you might have been a weenie yourself? No.
1: I've never thought about weenie. myself.
0: I've thought it about yourself. Nah. <laughs> they, they, if they did anything other than beat them
1: 3-0, it would have been a fucking problem. I mean, I look, I, I had been down because as we already established, I have linked my well-being to the performance of the Boston Bruins. So to see them playing well was nice. Uh, we really emphasized so heavily in the, uh, the last show and in this conversation now how much they needed to win this game. Uh, three-game losing streak. You have the worst team in the league coming into your building. You need to win that game. And they did, which was, it was really good. And I thought they got better throughout the game, which is where I think a lot of that optimism was coming from. Because it was like an yeah. okay first period. Like they were better. Like first period Bruins of that game would have beaten the Bruins from the previous three games. Yeah. But then in the second and third, I w- you could see them getting to it. And it's where like, the goals came from mattered
0: too. You know, Zaka getting one and more importantly, Jake getting one. And, uh, getting some secondary scoring. Uh Important. And the shutout mattered too. And it was a it's feisty Sharks, game too. It was a feisty was. game. It was. They got into it with um, Giovanni Smith. Giovanni Smith, who, you know, has a long reputation in this league. And also that other guy, dude.
1: I didn't know there was another guy.
0: Michael Anderson, maybe. Of course. The Sharks lineup is nothing. It's no one.
1: (laughs) <laughs> I don't know any of these
0: names. You got you got Nico Sturm, Mike Hoffman, Tomasz Hurdle.
1: Yeah, After that's that, good. It's I,
0: just Didn't we talk about this last time we played the Sharks? So yes. we we're like, who are these people? Like Yeah, you, can't, you like, can't look me in the eye and tell me that Mario Ferrero is in the fucking NHL. It's
1: an AHL team in a trench coat. Like Yeah. Well the, the spicy stuff, so Brad Marshan got boarded hard by Smith. Yeah. And I I truly, out of, I've watched this so many times, I don't know what else needs to happen in that play to make that a major penalty. Like, I don't know what's missing. I mean, it's entirely
0: discretionary, right? There's no, like, black and white. That's the only counterpoint, is that there is no black and white, well, this is what makes it a major penalty. It's just entirely subjective to whoever's wearing the orange band on the ice.
1: Yeah, as I was saying, I'm like, the, It would take a different ref being like
0: that's that's it, though. That's that's it. Because, you know what I
1: mean? Like, there needs to be some kind
0: of black and white. There needs to be like, you know, immediate danger, reckless
1: behavior, you know. But that hit didn't feel borderline to me. That didn't feel like it should be up to. Oh, well, you got peeled tonight. So he wouldn't call that like that. It was on the numbers. It was a hard hit. He drove him into the boards. He looked he went down like that was shitty, shitty enough where there was basically two fights over it. Because, yeah, I think Heinen was right there, and he tried to jump in. And then Forbert, who apparently is our enforcer now, apparently. really, really jumped in. And then shortly after that, Frederick fought him, like formally fought him. Mm-hmm. Um, fought him kind of twice. Uh, he could have been three that times. Fight, that fight ended twice. Yeah, a shout out to the rest for not calling it off the moment they went down and kind of giving him a, a moment to get back up. Yeah, And I feel like they could have let it go even longer. That would have been asking too much but Mm -hmm. i i 15 years ago that fight was another 30 seconds longer probably yeah Um, they both wanted to keep going yeah i mean at a certain point too like you got to just recognize those
0: guys are gassed and are probably waiting for you to step in i do love when that happens when they just look at each other like i'm done like that's it yeah Um, it just goes yeah it goes to show what what fighting does to your cardio yeah that these guys who are skating what 10 miles a night are like it's insane fight for 30 seconds. I'm like, yeah, I, I would really love if I could get a breather here. Yeah. But no, uh, that was that was unexpected just to get any
1: kind of fights out of a fucking Sharks game. And then there was more too, because at and at the end of the second period, at the same time, uh, Charlie Backvoice called for boarding against Ryan Carpenter, which like I guess that's a two minute penalty, but like Carpenter span, span spun into that hit. Uh, I, I fine whatever regular season yeah. two-minute penalty boarding whatever fine Um, uh, kind of annoying after like you're saying that's the same hit that happened it is, March it is yeah. that's yeah. the yeah, same no, i thing. mean i
0: know what you mean i know what you mean yeah yeah um, I, i'm not agreeing with the reference i'm not yeah, saying yes yeah, yeah, yeah. so it's the same call it's one of those but, ones like yeah i guess you gotta call that dude but it kind of makes the the judgment call to keep the last one a minor look worse
1: yeah and yeah. then at the same time that's happening, Brad Marjan starts fighting uh, Fabian Zetterland, which I kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah. I just love when Brad fights. I love how, like, he, it's not even a rare thing. Like, he often is like, let's go. Like, I'm, let's go. Like, you wouldn't call him a fighter, but you wouldn't really yeah. say he shies away from it either.
0: I mean, if he scored 10 less goals a year, I think he would fight a lot more. He's probably told not to because why the fuck would you want him off the ice? Well, people forget he came into
1: the league as a fourth-line pest. Like He was not like, oh, here comes our next top winger. It's like, yep, this guy's fast and gets under people's skin. And now he has a 100-point season? What? (laughs) Jack was, I think it was in this game or one of these games, because this was a Brad Marchand triumvirate. Like, this was Brad doing it up. Um, But Jack started kind of talking about Exactly that, that like this kid that came in fourth line pest and like captain of the Boston Bruins now, like what a story. And it was prior to this game that
0: Bergie paid a visit, right? Was yeah. Prior to this yeah, game? It was, okay. it, was sure it was the day be-
1: before when they were uh, at Warrior practicing.
0: I mean, is that part of it? Is it too simple to say that's like the biggest factor here? The Bergie came by and then they've won three games in a row in, in incredibly convincing fashion on the back of their captain who has just stepped up into that role like
1: he has not yet into in this year. And that's not an indictment on Brad. Just he stepped up in a bigger way than he had. No, all year. You're, your- you're right. I, I Well, I would agree with the sentiment that this has been his uh, real premiere into the captaincy. Like he has been the captain. But this is like a sequence of games where it's like I will lead the charge. Like, follow me, everybody. And then for Bergeron, I think it is both an oversimplification and a storyline I really want to believe in and don't yeah. think it's an outrageous claim. Uh, I Obviously, there are more coming out about Martian that he, he lost his grandmother on Friday evening as well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that would have been around the same time or prior to the Sharks game, if I'm not mistaken, or was that Thursday night? Um, The... Shark- Sharks was Thursday. Sharks was Thursday, because then they played yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Um yeah, I, I, I don't have a problem saying that Bergeron coming in and talking to him might have lit a bit of a fire under him. I you have no idea what they talked about. It could have had absolutely nothing to do with captaincy or anything, but mm-hmm. it, like
0: you said, the storyline's too juicy to not entirely bite into. So yeah. I buy it and I heard some rumors that he said some some really heavy stuff so for real no but no. <laughs> clip that, I was like why didn't you tell me <laughs> clip that and there we go there we go you, well you clip it I'm and I'm just the pretty face told that people don't see I heard he seriously told him that uh, he was gonna I don't know <laughs> He's thinking of like marrying him or kissing him a little bit or something like again? that again yeah Seriously, like we are we are now. Mm-hmm. He's like, remember no, how you were at my wedding and sat on my lap and all that? I've done a lot of thinking. Can't stop thinking about it. And if you just get, I don't know, five <laughs> points in the next three nights, if we can talk about it a little bit more.
1: Oh uh, shit! He only had four. <laughs> Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> um, all right, but other other things on the Sharks game, so we can actually move on. Um, I the, uh, the I think pasta had a really great three games too um so in this game actually before we even get to that i have to draw i have to talk about my boy i actually have a lot i want to talk about patra um okay sh- fucking shock right uh so you know, in the show you're saying matt patra the Bruins, the matt, matthew kid? patra uh okay, yeah the, we can talk about him the six-year-old uh so in the sharks game the scoring opened up with uh patra Getting off a back, getting off uh, a backhand pass in double coverage to Danton Heinen, who buried it. Great shot, really great pass. Don't know how we got that pass right. off. Um, that's kind of it for the Sharks game. But in regards to the Maple Leafs game, and um, also for the Blue Jackets game to a lesser amount, I am a little surprised by how short of a leash Patra is on with Montgomery. Go on.
0: So I know what you're getting at.
1: Yeah. In the Maple Leaf game, uh, Matt Potcher took only two shifts in the third period. Um, and I'll bring up the exact quote that um, Scott McLaughlin asked. Uh, he said, I asked Montgomery about his message to Potcher when he doesn't use him as much in the third period. Because it's kind of been a trend. Like he kind of mm-hmm. tends to not let him go out as much. Like We've already talked about this. There's already been a couple games where this happened. Um, And Montgomery said it's an opportunity to watch and grow and learn. You know, it was the situation where we had a 3-2 lead with whatever it was, eight minutes left, and we're going to go with the guys that have been tried and true before. And he's got to sit there and watch. If he gets the opportunity, and he will, he's got to do the right things without the puck to be able to be out there. Which I initially was like, okay, fine. But the more you think about it, I'm like, "I, I don't know, man. Like, also, with that three-two lead you're talking about, like the guys who are tried and true and out there are consistently letting those leads go. Mm-hmm. And here, and yes, I know Potra's young, and like yes, he's gonna like, I don't know, like he will need time to develop. But you got put him out there, like he, he's your he's a great possession player, great jump. Like I know he doesn't have the physicality that you would want from someone playing in those high pressure minutes that might be as simple as that, that like, he's just not as physical and cannot withstand it as much as some of these bigger, older guys can. But I don't know. It's just not setting well with me, sitting well with me. And I, this is where I have to be really honest with myself and say that I am wearing really thick. Matt Patra is my child classes. Um, and even like Morning Brew, they talked about Patra and they were not using the best adjectives to describe his play. And I'm like, I, this is the first time I'm like, I am not seeing this objectively then. Cause like, that's not what I've been seeing. But like, people who are obviously much more in the know and have a better eye for this are saying something completely different.
0: I think there's an element of it that might be on principle that the fact that the kid is 19 years old and these are tight games, and it's early in the season, it's incredibly early in his career, and that you just w- want him to actually take those those opportunities to have a front-row seat to how the game is played different in those situations, um, and how um, just general strategy, set plays, whatever, are playing out in those kinds of situations. Um, I can't say that I have kept my eye on Patra off the puck in close game, late game scenarios in which he has found himself on the ice. So if there are one or two instances where uh, he missed an assignment or he was out of position or whatever, or like you said, the physicality came into play. It could very well be that, you know, he was told something a couple times and it didn't play out or like I said, on un- strictly principle that he's like, no, I want you to, I want you to sit here and I want you to watch this. And, uh, you know, these aren't must win games. These aren't games that, um, you know, you, you need to keep the freshest legs out there. These are, you, you're the you're the best team in hockey. I mean, I guess next to the New York Rangers, but, uh, I don't know if you need to be, throwing caution to the wind and throwing them out there. Not that, not that necessarily throwing them out. There is throwing caution to the wind, but if he thinks there's something more to be gained by sitting and watching, I'm not entirely against it. That quote, I feel like I'm speaking for you here. Tell me if I'm wrong. I feel like it made you feel 40% better. And it made me feel a hundred percent better. Well, 90, 90% better. Cause there's one thing in there. I didn't love. What didn't you love? The, uh, uh, like the outing, but the issue is
1: on off puck uh, without the puck, yeah, so I didn't uh, love that. so yeah, it, it made me feel a little bit better, but like I said, the more I thought about it, it kind of that kind of withered away. Um, talking about these are not must must win games. I, using that logic for me, I feel like that's all the more reason to use him. This is when I would most expect Montgomery to be comfortable letting him out there. Like yeah, there's like more you're. Must win,
0: there's more non-must-win games to come.
1: Though. There are. You know, what at, I mean, it doesn't it, have to be yeah. now or you know the finals. No, you're right. It's early in the season. It's very early in his career. Um, But again, just like it, it's early December, like you're leading the league, and again, it's like clearing the puck and not letting up these leads late game has been a massive issue, and he keeps using the same personnel. And I would consider and uh, what's really not sitting well with me is that I would say that Potter's play without the puck is where he shines. Like he's so good about finding quiet ice. like if like I will whenever he's on the ice, I just watch him and he's so good at controlling his speed and being exactly in the right position, knowing when to hang back to play defense, knowing when to jump in to keep the puck league like, in possession. I, I really can't think of a better time to utilize someone like that than late game trying to preserve a lead. And he's it, so good at breaking out of be the zone. Then it's like I'll
0: I'll trust your hockey eye on those things because, like I said, late in game, I'm not watching him, especially off the puck. Like I'm just not, you know, in, in the instances where he's made it out there, that's that's not where my focus is. So I, I'll trust your hockey, and I'll also just say it's it's probably principle. Then it's probably just hey, kid. Or we told you something, you didn't
1: apply it. I want you to see how it's supposed to work. Um, I I remind myself that... Okay. (laughs) I get nervous because I still feel uh, the effects of not only Bruce Cassidy, but Claude Julian. Claude famously not giving ice time to young kids. um, Mm -hmm. Not comparing clothes styles montgomery at all very different same with same bald. with Butch. hmm bald bald, bald. Oh, shit we're all something cassidy has hair plugs too uh <laughs> i that completely threw me off my train of thought Sorry. I, just, uh, I just i just uh, not myself.
0: not giving ice time to young yeah you're, you're saying, uh, yeah, you yeah, saying yeah like so, we're still learning monty a little bit and that, that not
1: might be part of his not even that i think role. i just have like I'm. i just my brain go my scumbag illogical brain is like Montgomery doesn't like Potra, and he's not going to keep playing him, and he's not going to ever let him do this. But then I have to remind myself he's not those coaches. And Montgomery is very straightforward, told Potra, like, you're my favorite type of player. Like, you're ultra fucking smart, and you compete. Like, so I know Montgomery really likes Potra. And I have full faith that that locker room understands what they have with him. That this is not just another kid that's coming up. Like, that he has immense immense potential Mm -hmm. and this like you said principle and this might just be part of that journey so i think i'm just getting eager over eager where i'm like fucking let him out let him run Mm -hmm. and they're like he's a child like it doesn't hurt to let him sit back and watch veterans play in these high pressure situations to see what they do yeah and that monty quote
0: i ran with it a little bit in my head But if I was to think of um, another guy who, uh, a smart hockey player, high hockey IQ, who was not the most talented guy on the ice, but was one of the most hardworking guys on the ice who had to earn his
1: ice time, I would think of Jim Montgomery. I really thought you were about to say you. (laughs) (laughs) I was so sure. Uh, see, I don't know Montgomery's play style that well, so that, but that's all the more reason for me to have faith in Montgomery if he likes himself yeah. in Patra.
0: That's what I'm saying. I don't
1: hate that. Uh, you and I had a conversation Jim actually. Montgomery right? played with Paul Korea.
0: Go there on, there it
1: is. Check. Uh, you, and I, I texted you, I was like, I don't think there's any quality I value more in a hockey player than hockey IQ and just intel like intelligence. I think if you're smarter than most players on the ice like i think you immediately have a massive leg up on them Mm -hmm. like obviously talent and hardware and there's so much more to it but i i think if you have a high hockey iq you are starting 10 steps ahead of anybody else
0: watching bergeron play was like it was like he had a bird's eye view of the ice it was like he had the broadcast camera you know in his visor it's like, like, he like had how did you had know already watched to make the game pass? happen. How yeah. did you know to be there? How did you know? You know, it's yeah. That the hockey sense is is for sure, which the most I,
1: captivating thing. Which is why I'm really gravitating towards Patra. Like all jokes aside, like I, I it's fun to kind of like meme it a little bit for myself. Be like it kind of is taking on a life of its own with like how much I like him, and it's like just a funny joke at this point. But the truth is like. The reason I'm so excited for him is because I think he is a brilliant hockey player. Like, I think, like, he is super smart. And the fact that he is this young and that there's so many aspects of his game that are still developing and will continue to get better. Um, I, I think that the, the fact that this is his starting point in the NHL is crazy to me. And I'm just so excited to see where it goes. And I think I am impatient which I'm a fan. Like, that's fine. Like, I'm not in charge of his development. It's a, it's a good thing I'm not. He would be playing 40 minutes a game. Like, but I I, I initially I was bothered because I was like, that's when I want to see him the most is these high pressure situations to see how he handles it. And it's like, and if you are going to trust him with the puck a lot, which they do uh wh- what's this what's it gonna be like in march or in april or in round one yeah. like what what is Is are you sitting him in the third period and these those games it's so fucking early like i cannot genuinely and meaningfully predict what that's gonna look like like i said i'm just impatient i just want to i want to see him out there every time he gets the puck i, I think I, you get long. i think you have a lot of time to watch him i'll say that we I think you have a lot of time we better my kids are gonna watch matt potter play
0: I think he about that all the time it. with like extensions
1: like when Pasta got his I was like wow Seb's going to be how old like yeah that's kind of so, cool I yeah I yeah. do that with my cats and be like you're going to see me in my 40s that's Which weird Which is like the same thing so better honestly honestly might be better uh, I do that with my
0: grandfather's snapping turtle um, <laughs> RIP <R. R. S. laughs> he's fine we
1: don't know that I shot him.
0: They played the Maple Leafs. <laughs> they played the <laughs> Maple Leafs. Do you want to talk about that at some point? We're talking so much about a quote that happened weeks ago, and they played a game that like went to overtime, had a dramatic finish, a uh, two dramatic finishes in one game uh, against the Toronto Maple Leafs. That's how much we care about Matt Patro. was like, first, before we get to the game of the week, the game of the season so far, perhaps.
1: Oh, 100 percent. In the middle of the game, I was like, this is game of the season. Not to interrupt, but the Grand Theft Auto Six trailer did just leak. Do we need to check that out real quick? My God, does this look good?
0: My God, do I fucking hate my computer. Odyssey.
1: 2025. 2025. 2025. Sorry. Hockey. Right. Right. I have ADHD. <laughs> right, 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 uh, right, right, right. Yeah, I, I absolutely. Uh, I absolutely agree with the the idea. Of uh, the idea the notion that this was game of the year so far in the middle of it I was like what an entertaining game like what a what a great game this is it the Bruins Maple Leafs is such a good rivalry it's so good and I'm so glad we have it especially because like Montreal's like kind of low-key dead right now oh yeah
0: um, oh yeah they've, we talked about low key been dead for a low-key wild it
1: yeah um yeah but that there was there's just so much uh talent on both sides and history i don't know it's just so good like going up against toronto knowing that it's austin matthews and william nylander and even like to a lesser extent max domi and even in a funnier way ryan reads by funny i mean not at all the same way um, and just like the fact that every time we play them both team stars like really come out like mm-hmm. every time we play them, pasta and Matthew score, like almost every time, provided they score almost every game, regardless. But it, it just never lets down. And this I was, I think,
0: that's like that's what we were talking about with why the, the um, Montreal rivalry doesn't exist anymore is because there is no personal feuds and there is yeah. no stars and they're they suck. But like the the Leafs have exactly that. The Leafs have those guys. They have those faces. They have you know long-standing storylines and connections,
1: and, and such um, a funny fan base to upset. Oh my god! Oh, it's
0: it's awesome.
1: Oh, oh I'm not so watching good. the trailer. I'm not Defe- watching. the Defe- game Definitely trailer, so. not. Uh, um. So, so the game, the scoring in that game too was like it started with the Pasternak which at- if you want to talk about consistency. I know you just said that he feels like he scores every
0: time. I don't have the numbers in front of me. But I feel like every single time they play each other, we get to use the not today, Justin.
1: Oh, yeah. No, he's well over a point per game, I would say. Um, Let's double check it.
0: Hit it, hit it, hit it. Clickety-clack him.
1: In 26 games, he has 32 points against the Maple Leafs. Uh, And I don't think this is including playoffs. And is that like 29 goals? 18 goals, 14 assists. So he's over a point per game against Toronto. Yeah. Makes sense. Not surprising at all. No, Um, but that goal, that shot that had no business going in. Where did that go? in? they showed an angle. They showed an angle from the ice and like almost from the pucks perspective. And there just isn't net. There just, there just isn't like, I don't know what happened. Like if you're the goal if you're wall there you can even be mad at yourself because like that like th- what four guys in the world aren't making that shot
0: maybe I, th- like, I think you just got to be pissed off that that's going to count against you that that's going to affect your you know your save percentage and affect your contract and all that shit yeah cuz i mean that's that's on nobody if anything that's like not how the game is supposed to be played <laughs> That's I no, think that's upsetting that's like you know like you're playing like flag football in your backyard and your older cousin tackles you and you're like that's not how we play it's like you're trying too hard it's it's incredible what he can do man he when he turns it on i think it just just to praise pasta for half of a second because we never do it and i hate doing it that's that's a joke this joke i love him uh he like you said he has a shot that very few human beings in the world have or ever have had. And it it looks so effortless. It looks so easy. I don't think anybody else in the, in the world, in the league, on the planet, makes that same shot look that effortless. That's the thing that he does. Better than anybody, I
1: think. Yeah, I agree. Because <laughs> that's such a good point, actually. Because when he took the shot, I thought he was, he took it like he was like a, I just want a face off. Like, I'm throwing this into your chest. Like, I'm... It looked eh. like a
0: warm up. It looked like he was, yeah. Like, yeah, circling the zone in warm ups.
1: He looked like he was taking that shot from 100 feet away. Like he was just like, eh. But it was a missile that went straight in over the wall. Of Who knows where it went? Yeah. I. I to this day, we're not, not sure. positive. And, and th- not even that, but <laughs> then he has the assist on Kevin Janker's goal. Which, that pass was better than his shot. Like, <laughs> like, we made the pass. I was like, where the fuck? Oh, oh! Like, there was no one there. Like, there was, like, so many people that would have, like, been obstructing his vision to, like, see that Shattenkirk was doing that, was crashing the net like that. Yeah. And just sauce it into space so perfectly that, like, I think Shattenkirk had the puck for, like, a tenth of a second, like a, like a third of a second. And a great move by Shattenkirk, too. I was going to say, hands I, it, team. it
0: was it was like pasta passed not only the puck, but some of his ability along with it.
1: I like that. I like that a lot. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like he fielded the puck and was like, I don't know how I did that.
1: There's some sauce sticking on that puck, picking it up. Is that a pasta joke? Yeah, yeah a little bit. Yeah, I don't love but, it. Yeah, me neither. Uh, Has everybody scored now? Was, was Shaddy the last? No, I think we're, we've are we got a couple holdouts on. I can double check on that. Grizz, Gr- I think Chris does look pretty good. Chris gets a lot of heat. No, Grizz is one of those guys that gets a lot. You don't think he looked good or he doesn't get a lot of heat. <laughs> Both. <laughs> he doesn't get enough heat uh, for regulars in the lineup without a goal. Oh, um, name here. I, I forgot about oh, wow. him. Straight up forgot. Chris uh, four- like has one goal. It's his only point. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck off. Forbert and Lauko, uh, I would say, are the two most consistent players in the in the lineup without a a goal right now. Lauko, Lauko. oh yeah, 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 Lauko. And who is the other one? Uh, Derek Forbert. Derek Forbert. Forbert has more points than Lauko right now. Steen got one, right? Uh, Goals, yes. Steen has one, and that is it. I like Steen's play. Against, (laughs) I should (laughs) know. Whenever he played, I liked how he looked. Um, He played against Toronto. That's what it was. Um, And then he got taken out for uh, Beecher against the Jackets because Monty had that quote. He was like, I don't like having to take him out because he played well, but I got to let Johnny get a shot in. He was kind of uh, uh, Montgomery had a few comments about Beecher that were a little surprising to me. Kind of saying like, "Yeah, we don't like how he's kind of been playing." I'm really paraphrasing here, but
0: yeah, he's like, "We haven't been the biggest fans of his play lately." Yeah, like, like underwhelmed. Didn't he
1: just get like four
0: points in in three games? I don't even know if he did, but like, I, I don't know, in like, four he... games. It was something like that. He was on a stretch. So it was like he had two goals uh, and an assist or two in the last like three or four games. I was like, "Now you're saying that now." <laughs> Yeah, I,
1: I, I had really no problem with him. Like he's four goals and assist. Um Does Monty so, hate the kids? He's projected to end with about twenty points this season. You know, right, not not great, not terrible. Uh, but does does Jim O'Connor hate children? People are asking. Embrace. Embrace um, debate. Tyler Bertuzzi, not doesn't not present, bro. I, I'm present. I'm totally stealing this from Razor because he hit the nail on the head of a thought I couldn't conjure or put yeah. to words. He just doesn't belong in Toronto. Like, he just looks like he, Brazor said he doesn't fit their system, which is a better analysis than I could have given. But it just, he looks so out of place. Like, even just like the eye test, you're like, he just doesn't.
0: He looks too know. much like a hockey
1: player. <laughs> Maple Leafs lo- don't he, look like hockey players, dude. I don't know what they are. Um, part of me is just like good, yeah, good. Don't
0: polished and
1: might as well have pinstripes. Over Toronto could probably put pinstripes on their uniforms, and people would be like, "Yeah, that's about right." I think Um, so, but no, dude. I think I think Bert honestly looked most at home in Detroit. That just made the most sense. Yeah, no, that makes the most sense. I would gladly take him back next season, even this season if they're desperate. Um, I mean, they have thousand
0: dollars in
1: cap space. You think you would take it? Wouldn't we're not. Tra- a- <laughs> the Bruins are not trading with the Toronto Maple Leafs at the trade deadline. They're just not. Uh, I would love, love to play Toronto in the first round this year. We haven't played them since 2019. Every time, every regular season game we've had in the last, since then, has been eventful and great. Did you think they were going to... Um- Fumble this one. Not that
0: it was a fumble, but did you did you um, think that there was any in the last minute? Because I'm going to fast forward there. I don't need to focus on the like other
1: goals before it was tied or before it was tied. Did you think that they would tie it? I don't know if I thought they would, but I was extremely nervous. Like I, I like hands on my face, like heart rate going. Really? I I didn't really have any like. Oh no, they're fine. Well, they the, keep last fucking. Year, they they destroying me. They keep doing it. How many six on five goals have they let up? 1700 is Is it 1700? All right. This 16 it's 1600 but 1700 sounded better. Okay. Um I think it's like seven? No, that a like lot. even that. It's it's too many. It's too many. The fact that like we had a conversation about it and since that conversation we've rehashed it two or three times. Yeah. That's too many times. This uh, one
0: for what I don't know dude I think it's going to take like 15 of them before no thanks well broken by last year man i just expect them to win every game by a lot convincingly and and not be not be worried even if they win even if they're up by one with you know the opposing goalie pulled I'm like oh, well this game's over they have more goals so this is over they won already so imagine my surprise all seven times when overtime comes around this one um this one, I mean, that late, you let up a goal in the last couple seconds. Like, you don't win that game in overtime. That's just how it goes. That's just how a hockey That's, works. Yeah.
1: Um. So I, against, I did give up then immediately. I'll say that. Yeah. W- when they was tied, I I the, I wasn't like, oh, we lost, but I was like, eh. especially against Toronto. Like, so Toronto had five regulation wins going into this game, and they had twelve overall. Um which, they have five regulation wins. Yes. They have 12, they had 12 wins, and only five of them were in regulation. So wow. when they took it to overtime, that's why I was like, Well, this is the team that you probably lose to in overtime. Uh something really funny is at the very start of the game, Jack was going in on Toronto about that, like clearly giving them shit, mm-hmm. being like, only five regulation wins, blah blah blah. And then there was a pause, and then Brick was like. Yeah, I don't, I don't buy into the like condemning them for that. Like, just like immediately, like goes against Jack. And love like, that. Yeah, I, I enjoy when Brick goes against him. i yeah, sure Jack. So I don't really know what
0: you're talking about.
1: Uh... There's gonna be so many times Brick disagrees with him to keep things moving, but I do love oh. when he's just like, no, no. Uh, so yeah, when when they <laughs> did tie, I was with like, Toronto, oh,
0: fuck. the thing is, if you want to win in overtime, all three because you only get three guys on the ice, Rob all three of those guys have to be involved in the play. And if you have a guy out there who, you know, historically lacks a uh, doesn't really care about the team that he's playing for, um, <clears throat> kind of always has been more focused on, you know, getting his money than anything else. Uh, it, it's not a, it's not a great way to, to, to uh, keep all your players involved in the play. And you might find him just, I don't know, chilling in the neutral
1: zone <laughs> well you know what you do with players like that what do you do what do you do with them you give them the captaincy i think that's what you do you make them the captain
0: you put the c on their chest because they're the representative of your city of your team um <laughs> goddamn, <laughs> is it so fun to watch them burn dude just watch them burn oh, their own houses down yeah we are oh, we're of course awesome. referring
1: to the clip uh Zooming in on Jonathan Tavares in the uh three and three overtime in the moments before and during Marshan's winning goal, yeah. uh, in which he's just kind of hanging out like he's you can on the ice. See, you can see he's kind of in the background. In the foreground, you see we- Nylander following and Marshan getting up, and there's there's just truly no jump at all for Tavares. He's just hanging out and watching, like he might as well be on the bench. And there's I, you, no worse team to be on to do that on. By the way, there's just no, no. worse team. It's not like they have media that goes after the players or anything, no, no, or fans no, no. that go after the players. Jesus, uh, but no. what's what's so funny is that if he giddied up, he could have prevented that goal. <laughs> yeah, he, there yeah. was time. Like Martian was down. Like Tavares, it was avoidable. Not, Tavares is like he's older, but he's not a slow player when he doesn't want to be. Oh my god! What I can you imagine if so we funny. lost that game and that like reverse that with like really any Bruin? But for the sake of comparing captain, say it was Marchand. No, just, it just wouldn't happen. That's the thing; it wouldn't happen in Boston because
0: like that wouldn't fucking happen. Oh, my I god. I started laughing the second. Did you hear that? I did not. Goose. I think it's just a ghost jesus christ i'm not at my house right now and god man wow that gave me a good jump scare um it's
1: jonathan Tavares the,
0: yeah, <laughs> in full uniform uh <laughs> The thing about it, dude, I saw that clip. I immediately started laughing, like, but like the second it started, because like the the caption was like, "Um, someone want to explain what the fuck the virus is doing here?" And I saw him <laughs> like just kind of half-ass and I was like, "Oh my god, I know what this is. This is is this during the goal? Like, are they gonna are they freaking out?" And before I even watched it, I sped to the replies. I sprinted to the replies. They are so. Funny. I love Maple Leafs fans. Oh my god, you guys are the best. If I ever take that back, know that I'm lying in the future. You guys rock because you guys hate you more than I could ever hate you. You hate yourselves, you hate your team, you hate that you root for that team. You hate the players. I fucking love it. Uh and that's gotta be that's gonna be an all-star clip, just like in the hall of fame of of Maple Leafs fans. Swallowing in it,
1: oh god, it's so good. And, and this is the 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 absolute icing on the cake when the Bruins beat the Maple Leafs, because then it gives us an extra day or two of content. Because then we get to read all the Maple Leafs fans freaking out about it. Because it's never like, "Oh nope, just a good game." They got the better of us. It's like, no, there's something going on.
0: Like, dude, I saw people being like, between this and Nylander, definitely being gone after this year. It makes me. Why do I even root for this team? Because they don't want to play here. So why should I want to root? For-? I'm like, yes, yes.
1: Oh my god, turn yourselves alive it and is them like awesome ha- hating Ryan Reeves, too. Oh, like Ryan Reeves. Well, like what an four idiot. minutes, like, he's so dumb. Four what minutes. He that boarding on Patra. That's a that's a two-minute boarding. That's nothing awful, but that's a boarding. What a stupid, stupid fucking penalty. How and dude, it, dumb it's so funny do you to, like, have to be to fans take that penalty? Fall,
0: fans fall on like the two dumb ass sides of the fence. Well, I guess one is dumber than the other. One of them is that's not a penalty. They the Leafs are the refs hate us, which okay, sure. And the other one is, um,
1: like, oh, like, is that a suspension?
0: Yeah, like, like getting mad at, at Ryan Reeves and like freaking out at, at Ryan Reeves, which is way better, which is way more understandable. But uh, he just brings chaos. I love it, and and that is like you said, just the dumbest hit you can
1: execute like it's a 19 year old kid with his back to you against the wall. what are you doing with the doing, ref man? standing right there yeah and like re- and reputation alone will give you that call too and like he's barking to the whole fucking way to the box even when he's in the box he's yelling about it and it's like shut the fuck <laughs> up and that quote he had about marshan before awesome. the game who's like, yeah, he likes to tell me how much more money he makes than me. And like I told him that once a long time ago. It sounds like he's really holding on to it, which is like such a brad thing to say because he probably tells them every game, but it's just so much funnier to be like, what? I said that once when we were like 22. I don't even know what he's talking about. Who?
0: It's so funny because Reeves' whole thing is like he's a tough guy. He's a shit talker. And the tough guy went after the 19-year-old and then immediately got penalized for it. And when he tried to talk shit Brad was like no 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 I'll this is how you do it it's
1: yeah it's, it's just
0: every so element of
1: Brad Marchand's it. game is electric cuz he gets under your skin he will talk so much shit to you so much better than you could possibly respond to or mm-hmm. with and then he's the, one of the best players in the league when he's on like
0: i saw a clip of him uh this week that i'd never seen before uh, in the locker room at Fenway, like before the classic last year, and uh, was talking about how many classics he had been in and whatever. It's the first time I've ever seen him candidly talk about suspensions because he was talking with um. Oh my God, um, Boston guy played for the um, Coyotes.
1: Yeah, Keith Yandel. Yeah, yeah. Yandel.
0: Um, he's talking with Yandel, and uh, he's like, "Oh well, this is our fifth, but it's only the third one I played in." <laughs>
1: <laughs> what Yandle's a like, privilege statement to make he
0: like, handles like why why'd you miss him and you kind of give him a look he's like i was suspended he's like oh shit for what he's like i don't remember probably a slew foot or a high I don't stick rem- or I don't biting remember. someone or that yeah so good
1: and he's just so candidly was like might have been a slew foot might have been hit from behind might have been a chop i'm not sure do you understand how many suspensions you need to have before you stop remembering what they were for like most guys be like oh yeah no i you know Bad hit on the boards, had to sit for three And He didn't even say it with
0: this like PR, like, you know, facade on it, where he's like, oh man, you know, I I made a mistake. Yeah, I regret that one and whatever. He was just like, he's like, I don't know, a slew foot or a chop or something. I don't know. Could have been one of those.
1: (laughs) It's just awesome. I don't fucking know. They suspended me for so much shit.
0: Dude, Bradley, Uh, as of this moment, has scored the last four goals for the Boston Bruins.
1: That's correct. I do want to talk a little bit more about the OT goal because we kind of... Yeah, 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 uh, yeah. So, and even before that, Frederick, you know, well, very quickly, Frederick scores that goal because Wall thought he had the puck in his glove and he did not, and Frederick threw it in. Excellent. Bruins do what Bruins do. They let up a goal in the last five seconds to, of course, Austin Matthews um, sending us overtime. It's in his contract. He has to 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 score twice, actually. Uh, Yeah. I was so mad at myself, too, because I came so close to putting a, a little bet on Marsh, uh, not Marchand, uh, Pasta and Matthews have six-plus shots on that because it was mm-hmm. something dumb. It was, like, plus 1,100. And I'm like, that's not that unlikely. Mm-hmm. And I didn't do it, but I should have. Um, but we go to OT, and what an OT! Oh, my God! Even, like, not even touching the game-winning goal, but such a good overtime. Like, such good chances. Like, breakaways on both ends. Like, Three-on-three three is so good, and there is a, a, a lot of buzz right now about extending it to 10 minutes, mm. which I am so in favor of. Uh, I just, it, It's a great way to wear out legs. It's a great
0: way to hurt guys. Not that they get physical, but it's so taxing to cover almost double the ice of what you're used to covering. It is
1: exhausting to play three-on-three three hockey. I think you'd start seeing more guys playing where right now it's like they just lean heavily on like two groupings of three probably yeah Yeah. um if give it leave it to the players like leave it to a player vote be like do you guys would you guys want to do that and i feel like they would be in favor um i know as a fan i'll speak for everybody games that end in ot are so much cooler than games that end in a shootout without a doubt because shootouts just like look it's a Tuesday night in December. Like we just need this game to end, but like to that end, just give it five more minutes. And if they, that, if 10 minutes isn't enough, then fine, whatever, <laughs> go to a shootout. I just, there's been so much um,
0: finagling with overtime in the last couple decades. That's like, it seems like this one works the best. And I'm not, I mean, I love three on three. I, I would watch a full game of three on three. Uh, tried to play. Couldn't, but uh I don't know. I feel like they arrived at this for a reason. It was probably the union that pushed for five minutes because I mean, if you go back far enough, it was just 20 minutes of you just play another period until someone scores. And then after that, I'm pretty sure it was, did they have ties at one point or did the, did the shootout come in immediately? But then they shortened it to five minutes. Shootouts are after the lockout. No. Yeah. Yeah. So it was probably five minute overtime and the shootout, and then they made that five minutes three on three after that too. So it was like three changes to uh, to get it to where it is now. And uh, I just I, I just feel like they they finagled it enough. I, I like it a lot. I I just like you said the the games that do end in overtime are
1: so much better. Yeah, um, evidenced beautifully by Brad Marchand. <laughs> so, the goal. You got yeah. William Nylander carrying the puck up the ice and he gets taken out by a sniper on the red line, catches an edge and falls and Marchand helps him to the ice. Very, very honestly, a gentlemanly move to make sure he's safe and and as that's happening, Pascal Rakotz yeah. puck goes up the ice. Now, I was very worried they were going to call a penalty on Marchand right there. Not saying that they should have, but I was worried when he like was on top of him in live play, it felt like he was on top of him for too long. And well, I, I mean, there like,
0: had already ah. been there had already been like two instances in which penalties could have been called. I think they made it pretty clear we're not calling penalties
1: in Cause, overtime because even the the if it's so consistent. Fair, fair. But I know what you mean. Um, so when they didn't, when Marsha and or when like had the puck on a stick and they weren't calling it down, I was like, here we go. And, again, Pasta's attempt kind of had that same, like, I'm not even really trying energy. I think it was the end of his shift. He was sense.
0: Like,
1: you can tell just, like, the
0: way he sets for a shot or the way that he, he goes into a move when he's not fully engaged. Like, when he's huffing and puffing, it looks like he's huffing and puffing.
1: And he, he went for the low, not, I want to say low effort, but low, I don't know, like, low effort, I guess, type of goal where you just go forehand back and slide at five hole. Mm -hmm. Didn't work. uh, Wall stayed with him. And I can't fully understand, (laughs) like, how the pass from David Bosnock to Brad Martian happened. Was it it a lob pass or did it hit something on the way? I don't know. That's what I'm saying. I don't know. Like, I think it was a lob pass because I I will give. Are we going to give pasta that much credit? We do that a lot. I gave him credit when he we had give that it, slap give pass. Him so much credit that like was just him messing up the one time. Um, but Brad Marchand, the shortest man on the team, jumping up to catch that puck and burying it with mere seconds to go.
0: Mere seconds to go.
1: Oh, so good, so good. I'm going back and watching
0: it, Captain Brad Marchand. Nope, that is the. I wrong will watch it also. One, one of the funniest goals I've ever seen.
1: It right, doesn't. No, is. he's not even lobbying that. Like he's just trying oh, to. Oh yeah, that, that to goes him. off the goal. Yeah, yeah, that goes off wall. Okay. Yeah. And you know, up. goal. Uh, so no to
0: Marder, credit to like, Pasternak, Pasternak. <laughs> none at all.
1: Unfortunately, uh, sorry. <laughs> all the better. Hockey God shining down upon Bradley Marshan, who's doing the "Are you not entertained?" Selly, his absolute favorite. Mm. And then in a really tender moment, uh, they, there's like a shot of him after he's celebrating with the team where he goes off the ice and you, he's covering his face. And mm-hmm. uh, he, he talked about this because I sent this to him. I like, guess he crying here because at this point, we, we, you would kind of piece together what had happened, that he, his grandmother had passed away. And that mm-hmm. this game meant a lot to him. And um, they, he made a comment saying that, like, all the emotions just kind of hit him at once right there. Um, so, I would I feel comfortable saying that yes, he probably was crying as he got off the ice there, which is really, really a sweet moment, I think. Um, yeah. And in little did we know that was only the start of Brad Marchand heating up because we're like, oh my God, like what a better way to end a game of beating the Maple Leafs in Toronto in overtime in the closing seconds by Brad Marchand after Nylander just fucking farts on himself and falls down. I don't know why I used that word, but we did. Uh, it just felt so good. It was so funny. I, I It was, and I tweeted it, and it got a lot of love, but it, it was just one of the funniest goals I've ever seen. Every element of that play is hilarious. The fall, him falling down on Nylander, the the pass that was disrupted by the goalie that still got to and him burying it to a basically empty net. It's just so good. Oh, I could, I could just eat it. I'm going to put it on a sandwich. Like, oh. Good, it's so good. God, I love eating Toronto. I love it so much. It's probably my favorite part about being a Bruins fan is watching the Bruins beat Toronto.
0: There's few things that really touch it. It's really not close. Um, and and the Blue Jackets game was kind of set up to be just like the after party for the for the um, uh, fucking uh, Toronto game. Uh, especially because you know this was the team that you lost to; they embarrassed you. They had no business beating you. And this is another game where it's like, okay, if you win, you just you just met your requirements. That's it. There's no exciting way to do this, boys. You just there's no come from behind that's going to be exciting. You just got to beat them. Uh, and they found a way to do it. They found a way to make it fun and exciting. And maybe my. Not the best game, but probably maybe my favorite of the three. Is that maybe that's a, a, a little too? It's a grand finale to a beautiful trilogy here
1: that we're. Talking. Uh, yeah, that's I like that Um because this was a trilogy of games. This because we lost the previous three, and you have three in four days, including a back to back where the second game is you're going against Columbus, which you just did like a week ago, like you just play them after at this, the end of a back-to-back um it sounded like you didn't have a lot of uh hype for this game kind of in the same way for the sharks am I yeah, right it, uh, that? if
0: I honestly probably more so because it's like okay you have to beat them now
1: like yeah I I was super excited for this game um I was getting kind of sick again so like when puck drop came I was like oh my god like I was like I was pretty tired Mm-hmm. um and you almost felt like hung over from the maple leafs game like in a good way you're like we had such a great great night last night you're like oh, we're going out again tonight you're like oh my god I'll, mm-hmm. I'll i'll get up to speed as we as we get out there um but i feel like they just fucking dominated and like in the score didn't even reflect that but i i think they looked crisp i think they looked like they were like the rust is off. Like we are the Boston ruins again. And it felt good. To further that analogy, I think it's like we've both been to this city.
0: It's like a weekend in New Orleans. Where like Yeah. One yeah. night. Yeah, you have you have a lot of fun one night, and you're like, Man, crazy time. Oh, we're going back. Oh bourbon shit. street. Okay. We have a couple blocks we haven't hit yet.
1: I need a po boy. Right. Hold on.
0: Yeah, it's like, all right, well, that we're going back to a bar that kind of fucked me on night one here. I don't know if I want to go back there. Okay, all right. All right, um, yeah, I'll muster up the courage. I'll have an extra coffee. Uh, and the thing is here, they did, they did look good. They did look good. They did look good. Um, It was a one-man show, and that's all it needed to be, but it was a one-man show. Ultimately,
1: yeah. Um, Real quick, I want to talk about goaltending. Okay, two-man show. Two So uh so Swayman getting the shutout against San Jose and then um putting up a 9-6-0, only letting up one goal against Columbus, and then Olmark himself having a really great game against Toronto, I think. But I think the common thread between the three games, um maybe more so the Swayman games, is that the Bruins did not put as much pressure on the goaltenders as they had in the like the previous stretch of games, even going back past the three games they lost. They kind of had a few games where they were like, look, I need you to steal this game for us. Right. And I they took care of business in front of the net so much better, these three games. It's great to have two stellar goaltenders to bail you out. It's even better when you don't need them to because they don't have to face as high danger shots and they are so much more likely to be making those saves and I, I think you were just, it's an absolute recipe for success is to minimize a uh, oh, hot fucking take. Rob minimize shots on goal. Great. Uh, but I feel like the Bruins did a really great job of that. The last few games um, is putting as little as possible on them. Like Swayman he had 24 stops against Columbus and he had 26 against the Sharks. That's not a crazy amount. That's like about eight shots a period. That's not a lot. Yeah. Um, and then in Toronto, Olmark stopped forty. So Olmark definitely had the, the livelier game. So,
0: mm-hmm.
1: um, but that's, Toron- that's right Toronto. Now. That's Toronto. Will,
0: like, I'm glad that they got the split the way they did too. Me too. You know, because I I feel like um, you can't look at you know some recent numbers. I mean, they were both struggling, but you can't look at Linus's struggles, which look worse on paper right now, and start babying him and start you know leaning more heavily on Swayman because the rotation works the way it works. So keep it going, just just keep switching them out. I'm glad that it, that that they did do that the way that they did. And you're right, there were multiple games throughout that tough stretch where you kind of needed them to to show up and show out, and you don't want to put your goalie in that kind of position ever, but especially when they are slumping as well, you want to be able to save one from them. And um, the schedule is kind of doing that for them a little bit where they are playing teams like Columbus and San Jose um, and Columbus again, what three out of four games, right? Yeah. So, yeah. I'm saying Columbus and San Jose made up oh, yeah, three yeah. of the last four games. Yeah. So yeah. that helps them out a little bit, get back on track. Um, but I mean, their their numbers are right back to where they were. Even with Swayman struggling, I think he's third in save percentage and third
1: in goals against. I think he's off of so, goals against, but he's still up there with save percentage. His goals against, he is third. Oh, his shit. <laughs> percentage All he right. is third.
0: My bad, my bad. My Check bad. that out. Uh, yeah, and Linus is 10th and
1: 15th in those, respectively. So It is uh, – the stats kind of speak for themselves with what I'm about to say, but kind of unspoken – in the Bruins fandom right now, that like Swayman is goalie 1A right now. And Olmark is definitely 1B.
0: For sure. For sure. I Um, mean, well, yeah. When one's outperforming, I mean, they said the exact opposite thing last year.
1: Yeah. And And it's it's not like it's problematic or like that says anything negative about Olmark. It's just kind of. But what about when April comes, Rob? You can't have, you can't play two goals at the same time, Joe. doesn't work. I don't like that they're friends. Okay. (laughs) They should hate each other. Have you seen the clip
0: it. of them talking about each other? That looked like fucking 60 Minutes. I don't know what it was from. But I think no. I sent it to you. I didn't? Uh,
1: maybe you did. I delete most they, things you send me.
0: That makes sense. Yeah, 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 yeah. That stop texting me text that you keep copying and pasting. Um, You'll get it one day. No, they, they interviewed both of them separately. And they asked Linus. They were like, oh, you know, what's the hug about? And what's your relationship with Jeremy? And Jeremy doesn't even let them finish the question. And he goes, family. He's my family. Oh, you no. Know?
1: Yeah. Omar then, says that, like with his kids, he's basically Uncle Jeremy at this point.
0: Yeah. Yeah. He, he, yeah, he went on to say that, that you know, that he's Uncle Sway and, uh, you know, they have him for Thanksgiving and he's like, and, and Swayman talked about the importance of uh, their relationship, hopefully rubbing off on youth goalies and, uh, yeah. you know, negating the, uh the old narrative of a uh, you know competition for the spot and just being a being a team and having a strong relationship
1: together and how much that can help the team fuck you uh, toxic masculinity yeah on pride night too they release oh it. hockey on night pride is hockey's for everyone night right Really, I'm glad that there was not one fucking narrative about it too. Just like let I didn't see anything negative it, about it. it, let it cool. Be what it is. It is, is
0: Boston cool. the most progressive city I know? People talk about Boston. I'm gonna get a little heated here. People no, talk it. about Boston like it's nineteen seventy-six. People are like, Oh, you you guys, you know, didn't you call this player the N-word at Fenway? Are you talking about a time when schools were segregated because yeah i bet they did i bet those people did. I bet my grandfather did there but
1: boston's like the most progressive city in the world bro is there De- definitely in the u.s i think it's one of the most yeah yeah, yeah maybe not in the, US. the world yeah yeah stockholm exists in amsterdam and sure. it's it's I, it's considered a very european city from what i've read online <laughs> from random people i mean sure europeans yeah, built it. We you know. were still i think we were still considered europeans when we built these streets and stuff. yeah uh random website puts them at three behind dc and san francisco um Th-
0: yeah that they, sounds
1: right which yeah like but it, it's making the list consistently like it's it's but both exist at the same time like it's like on paper, Boston is that way. But whenever I go out in Boston and hear people talking, I'm like, oh my fucking God, guys. Like, but, it's, a, fucking but it's a certain up. generation like, of people. Yeah. Nobody in
0: Boston, people who live in Boston are not from Boston anymore. It's just not the way to... Like, it's just a transitional period. Myself There's no... But you live in Boston. You're I not do. from Boston. I'm not. It, the people that you think... Like, the accent is dead. The accent doesn't exist anymore. If you have it, you're really 40 plus. Like... The whole mentality is just, it's gone. It's dead. And that's okay. But, like, the the sooner everybody learns that, the better it's not. Philadelphia is still Philadelphia. If you're looking for that city, you're looking in the wrong place. It's Philly. But shout out to us for killing that narrative. Not you and I. But (laughs) shout out to (laughs) the people of the greater Boston area uh, for, for rewriting our story, man. Because that i i saw it and i did think i mean it's still built in me too dude because like i saw it and was like oh here we go there's
1: gonna be some replies or like just play the fucking game not really i do love whenever anybody tries to spin a narrative about boston being a dumb city i'm like uh come on you're not even trying like the best colleges thing. and universities and hospitals in the country like okay mm-hmm. like word like, yeah the northeast the whole- famously stupid like
0: there's narratives around – there's there's a free agent baseball um, player right now whose wife is a doctor, and, like, the big narrative is, like, wow, they might go to
1: Boston because, you know, she's a doctor, and that's where the, the hospitals are. It's, it's there like, in Boston. It's that's like Nick about coming to Boston because yeah. Boston Children – Boston Children or St. Jude's? One of the hospitals of in Boston and being big for uh, Stoddard, her heart condition. Um.
0: Anyway, shout out to, uh, to the people. Of, shout out to yeah. you
1: and I specifically for ending races. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, <laughs> We did it. Drink a Bud Light at the Garden. And tell me you feel progressive. And listen to what people around you say and tell me you think it's Progressive City. That's
0: that like, is, Okay, that happened one time. That did happen. I do remember that now. Didn't somebody say something to you?
1: Or it to uh, you? I, not me personally, but like I, you always hear something. And then like last season, every game, there was a Let's Go Brandon chant. Like every and Here's game. the thing with alcohol.
0: People, <laughs> people say things they just don't mean, and they're kidding. And I think the people of Boston, this is something that's persisted: is that they think that shit's funny.
1: It is, like, it is, <laughs> it is funny. Like, they think okay. they think racism in a
0: in a in, in a, a vacuum, very, in, in a very in a very, very sarcastic
1: vacuum, they think is funny. In a very facetious way, it's funny. Yeah, like in, in an openly, I'm mocking it kind of way. So you're right. I, I'm sure if you don't know the person saying it, and you overhear it, you're like, I'm sure. There is dozens of people out there, strangers that heard me say something on the street. They're like, That guy is fucking dumb. Like that guy's a big and they're not wrong, wrong, but they're right they're wrong, they're right for the wrong reasons. Like, <laughs> um also the camera okay, back to hockey. Uh Nesson have... needs to be collectively fired. What <sighs> is need, going on with Nessun over there? Camp? This was worse in the Toronto game than anything. Mm-hmm. I posted a clip. Of there being a scrum after a whistle. And them just fucking zooming in on Omark, Ignoring the scrum. And by the time they cut out, it's kind of over. And that happened before that. And I have a clip of it. I just didn't post it. And then it was overtime with the Bruins entering the zone. And they're like, hey, why don't we fill the screen with William Nylander? Who is hey walking yo, off of the ice. Like, Nylander's 100 going to the feet bench. away.
0: Nylander's <laughs> got, going to the bench.
1: Got it. Got it. Got it. Like... Like all it is, it's just their decision. Like it, it's so bad, their camera cuts. That's really it. It's just them. It's, it's whoever's the running the truck camera. at that point. Yeah, yeah. I mean,
0: Terrible. that's not
1: it. That's not it. <laughs> no,
0: <laughs> there's that, there's I, multiple its, but that's one of the its.
1: Um, their
0: their clock just stops sometimes on their on their score bug, which, I mean, not their fault. Did I tell you? I think I've I might have said this on here. I feel horrible every time I do this, but I I ragged on the score bug on Nesson on I think it was on ITM. And I got a, a DM after from a very sweet woman who was like, Hey, I love the show. <laughs> Be nice to my score
1: bug. Oh, <laughs> like
0: I'm doing I'm doing my best. To
1: try. <laughs> yeah, I was like No problem because it's the individuals, I'm sure, fine, but it's just the collective that I'm just like, you guys come on. And
0: I did I did say like, I don't think it's your fault. They should have like top of the line technology for you guys, and I'm gonna guess
1: they don't. Like their budget is just non existent, it looks like. No. Um, uh, so, and I'm going to say something that I don't like being positive about, but I feel it is honest to be positive about this. Uh, the digital boards are so much better this year. You know how I know that Because we haven't talked about it once. Nobody's talked about it opposed to last season where it's all anybody was talking about. Mm -hmm. They're fine. They figured it out. I don't care. Like, I didn't even care last season. I, the only reason I cared is because it was so distracting, but when I don't notice it, I don't care. The, the, the ford
0: where, I, f-150 I, I, driving around
1: <laughs>
0: the end okay, boards yeah.
1: was ridiculous the best kind of advertising is the kind you don't notice like i don't think that my i don't want to think marketing about it.
0: people would agree with you no but. i
1: no. from the perspective of someone who doesn't give a shit about yeah. your advertisement i don't want to notice it i don't want to take it in i don't want to buy your product and if you have a shitty ad i it, 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 it's the opposite because i'm going to be like okay I'm not buying this product. Like, oh, but you're thinking about it. I'm like, yeah. In the context of, hey, Rob, don't fucking buy this product. You Tell know what I am? Not a- to buy this product. You know what I
0: am a consumerist sucker for is anytime something is um, like presented by something like nope. a presenting okay. sponsor gets me every time. Like um, if I'm if I'm uh, uh, here's a great example, I don't know if they're still the official beer of the Boston Bruins, but the Coors Light for a long time was the official beer of the Boston Bruins. And if I was going to a bar and watching a Bruins game, I was like, Oh, the Bruins are on. So I'll get a course that always worked on me or like, uh, you know, watching some, you know, the Rose bowl or something and they're sponsored by Bud Light. I'm like, Oh, I'll get some Bud Light for this game. That always works on me. And that's a big consumerist thing, but I feel like I'm more a part of the, the thing now, uh, I can't say that I like rented a car from Enterprise and got an F 150 while signing up for Geico while watching the Bruins games. While driving
1: but, to Berkshire.
0: Right. The official bank of the Boston Bruins. I might. They got I'm, me. I'm all opening an account tomorrow.
1: Yeah. Whatever um, I got to do to get Ness an in an extra buck because I, holy shit, fix your shit. Dude, talk about the power of advertising. You said Core's Light, my brand started playing Love Train. Hmm. We go all over the world that that was like ten when that was an actual advertisement, but I will never forget it. Do you remember that ad? I think it was the Budweiser. King. That was like uh
0: because we can, can 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 because we can 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 can, can. oh I oh.
1: I remember oh, the old oh. McDonald's ones. They're like, give me bath of fish. give me mm-hmm. that fish. Oh. Yeah, I'm into good. nuggets, y'all. I'm into Mean-ness, nuggets, y'all.
0: Has anybody ever benefited off of a jingle more than um? Chili's has with baby back ribs. They've been coasting on that. They got to update it. Yeah. Justin Timberlake kind of gave them a bunch of companies that because he also wrote I'm loving it because that's a real Justin Timberlake song. That's not a jingle. That's a real Justin
1: Timberlake. Pusha T. That's
0: a Justin Timberlake song.
1: I'm loving it was written by Pusha T. might have been written by him. It's a Justin Timberlake song. I'm the ba-da-ba-ba-ba. I'm loving it is a Justin Timberlake song. It's called I'm loving it. I don't want to believe you. You probably it, are right, but I choose to believe you're wrong.
0: I'm loving it. It was just—it was a song,
1: and then McDonald's was like, "That's ours." Okay, w- w- here's a good compromise. Yeah. Today, I learned that Pusha T and Justin Timberlake wrote the McDonald's jingle.
0: Wow, how about that we, for a
1: compromise? We both get to be right. How, how about, about we that? were yelling at each other about both being half right, which is I just really want, what this show is all about. The respect end the on Pusha T's name, okay? Um. The Boston Bruins.
0: What about them? That's
1: dude? enough about advertising. <laughs> How did we get here? Um, this episode is brought to you by... We're never going to get sponsored. Uh, I'm not interested in making money off this show. I got our my very small amount of money from Etsy, which transferred my account, which will not cover the taxes required to make it. Uh, anywho, so the Blue Jackets game uh, took quite a while for anybody to score. Go fucking Wasn't figure it. the Bruins let up a goal in the last minute of a period. <laughs> that out. has been, and I know every that's like the big thing this year. That's been going on for seasons. I not this year, not the year actually, might have been last year or even the year before. They let up a goal in the closing minute of periods like once a week like Mm -hmm. really really often and it wasn't like yeah it wasn't like the end of the game it was just the end of the period like it was just like close out the fucking period you guys like that's Mm -hmm. one of the worst goals to let up is one right at the end of a period because you just fucking sit on it for the entire Mm -hmm. intermission um so that kind of stunk but even before that like um, I wasn't. go on no,
0: I didn't really have anything to say. I was going to wing it. I was going to say, if you have something to say about a scoreless, almost scoreless period of the Columbus Blue Jackets game, no, you don't. I don't <laughs> think anything happened there whatsoever. This game happened in five minutes and 50 seconds. It really
1: did. That the most it. meaningful part of it.
0: I can't think of another moment
1: that mattered outside of that. I'm desperately scrubbing through the feed for the game. I
0: don't know if we do.
1: Do we have? Uh, well, I, I, will, I will like, say well, we that have to. Well, I just want to, you know what, fucking kudos to the man I've never thought of before, Spencer Martin, who was just like, oh, I don't want you guys to score, by the way. We always have these random fucking goalies that just stand on their heads against the Bruins.
0: What a title for him. Spencer Martin, the man I've never thought of before. (laughs) It's true.
1: I love that. It's just true. It's
0: like he must not be named, the man I've never thought of before.
1: Yep um so yeah he, he had that really great glove stop on zaka who had a one-timer opportunity like right next to the crease mm-hmm. and then he had a stop on coil uh pushing right to left making a pad save so those were two huge saves. i think the coil one was on the power play as well that dude
0: um, sucks dude outside of that game that guy <laughs> that,
1: fucking blows dude. he does look at
0: his career numbers part. he's Success. not even good no, i think kind of good
1: it was Connor Ryan or Ty Anderson that they posted, like, his stats versus the Bruins compared to everyone else. And it's like, what is happening? Like, what what did we do to you? Like, where's he um, from? I don't know. Uh, Martin, Canadian ice hockey goaltender. Where are you from, you sack? In these three Oakville. games, Patra had a lot of almost in these three games, real quick. I don't have much more to say than that, but mm-hmm. a lot of almost He had, like, a really good shot in OT that was a good glove save by Wall. He had a good like whack on net in this game, off of like uh, a deflection. It was like Grizzly like deked over the blue line. McAvoy hammered it, and Patra like nearly collected it on the rebound. You click your red. Say something. He's from Toronto. Oh god. Oh, makes sense, bro. Uh, too fucking bad. Toronto can't get him. Too bad for Toronto, anyways. Because they stink. I mean, they stink. Jack was making a few comments about like that game being like his audition for Edmonton. So, I don't know if there's been buzz about Edmonton looking at him. But who's auditioned for Edmonton? Spencer? Yeah, because Edmonton desperately needs goaltending. Although I uh, didn't, I think they kind of turned it around a little bit more since everybody was ragging on him. But, anywho, but yeah, that was kind of it for everything before the Brad Marchand special. Brad Marchand. Uh, what can you even so, say? What can you even say? Well, that first goal, that that pass from Heinen. Heinen's having a hell of a, a few life. games here. Such a good life. Fifty-year-old Danton Heinen. Twenty-eight. He's twenty-eight. Um, I don't know why I thought he was older. I you, think when you asked me that, I was yeah. You asked me how, without looking up how old I thought Heinen was, and I said twenty-seven. And you said he's twenty-eight. And you were like, I thought he was in his thirties. But I, have in my head, Heinen's young. Like, honestly, I thought you were gonna be like, he's twenty five, and I've been like, holy shit, that's crazy. But, um, but the pass here on Chan's first goal, uh, off the boards, like, kind of a no look through two Blue Jackets tape to tape. Like, he has got really surprisingly good vision. I don't think I've ever, if I if I was tasked with describing Danton Heinen, I don't think I would have used the word words good vision, but I should because he has good vision. And I want him back with Patra, back to him again. I did Patra and Heinen together look so good. And I don't really love Patra with JVR and Freddy. I just really don't. I don't think that works nearly as well as JVR Coil Freddie. And then I think having Patra with Heinen is a much better duo. And then the left wing, whoever you want to throw in there, Jake or Marshan, whatever but i i i primarily i just prefer jvr coil freddy together that is the first thing and then off of that is i don't think patra works that well with those those two or as well sorry you want to say why why do
0: you hate jvr i love jvr honestly you, you hate jvr Spiel? say it
1: that's what you're saying you don't He's... want your precious Matt patra getting (laughs) is someone broke down like the best value of like dollars per points right now Mm -hmm. based off of like production and contracts and JVR is like one of the best because he's making 1 million this year and he's doing quite quite well yeah he's doing all right he's okay yeah he has 16 points (laughs) he's he's on pace for around a 60 point season and he's making 1 million dollars That has been That's pretty, pretty, pretty red. He's also been doing that pretty quietly. Yeah. That's a thing. Well, he's just always in the, around the net. Like he's just always there. You're not like, Oh shit. Like look at him garbage, man. Geeky's picking up a lot too. Just to immediately derail any progress you're about to make in talking about these goals. Um, (laughs) I made a list of people that I wanted to call out for being really good lately. Mm -hmm. And I was like, I'm writing the roster down like everybody looks (laughs) pretty good right now. But geeky more than anybody, because like I haven't been big on geeky a lot this year, but I I really noticed him these last few games, which in three games that you really need to start winning again. Like that's a great time to get noticed. Mm -hmm. Um, And then Brandon Carlo.
0: I mean he's been he's so solid so, for so long now. He's
1: been solid for so long, but he's like he's on another level this year. He really is. Like, I, I really think he's a wildly underrated defenseman in the NHL. Like, I, I think he is so good. So good. And he was getting physical too. He he, he was getting in somebody's face in this blue jackets game that I, I, I love seeing him and chirp at people. But the Danton Heinan pass to Brad Marchand off the boards, not even looking. And then Martian didn't even really get all of it. He kind of like towed it a little bit.
0: Dude, I don't think Brad needs much help when he's in takeover mode. No. No. I think that he has the ability to just dictate a play, to take a shitty pass or to get bumped and get knocked down or whatever, catch somebody on a hot streak. It doesn't matter. He just has this like... Like in a video game, like when you build up, uh, you know, a certain amount of stamina or a certain amount of special points, and you just get that special mode where you, you know, you you're invincible and you got the, the hyperspeed and all that. He just engages that, and it's like it's cheating. He takes over a game in a way that I've never seen a single player do in my entire life.
1: Yeah, it, it's that's perfect. That's exactly it. Like it's like he picks up the star in Mario. It's just like mm-hmm. get out of his way, like. And he, he doesn't stop, too. It's not like he had a good shift. It's like, no, he's going to do this the whole game. Yeah. And, like, we talked about this on the on the pod before. where are like, usually in, like, quieter stretch, you're like, oh, it's been a while since Brad took over a game. Guaranteed mm-hmm. we've said that at least once this season. And this is oh, yeah. a prime, prime example of what Brad Margin is capable of. Like, when he's like, no, I, we're going to win this. And you know what? I'll do it. Like, uh, oh, my God, guys, it's like this. It's like do it like do this. what i do you guys oh it's so good um <sighs> and so and then after that first goal second goal and this one's on the power play good and it's just a fucking vintage brad marchand back foot snapshot in the high slot what are you gonna fucking do about this one goal nothing nothing yeah not a fucking someone was like oh yeah you think he uh uh Martin should have that one. I'd be like, No, I'm not gonna, I wouldn't get too upset about someone not saving a Brad Marchand Rister like that, especially mm-hmm. in the power play. Um and at this point, he, oh okay, on the first goal, we I we texted, we we're like, Oh, Brad's heating up on the first goal. We said that. Yeah. And then I in all caps was like, Yeah, he is. And then on the third goal, I for the once in my life I was ahead of you. So I was like, I can't say anything. I need to let him text me. Um on the third, I just started laughing on the third goal because it was like on the power play on a power play that he drew too. He drew the penalty. Yeah,
0: yeah. that's the biggest part of it, dude. That's the takeover shit. Who yeah, does that? it's
1: like he's just fucking possessing the puck out of his mind, and like he, he his possession play is so fucking stupid. Um, and when his he's been like really pushing his shot lately too. Even the previous two games, like rewatching clips, it's like he was trying a lot. Like he had a in the Sharks game um a lot of passes from patra uh and just like there brad immediately ripping it so yeah, there we go he's added to the list um but like a really good like uh quick pass from mcavoy to bazaka and zaka one touching it to marshan in space almost in a very similar spot he was in for the second goal but marshan closes in he's like in the left circle and again just rips it under the glove like mm-hmm. my fucking god uh great Selly, fucking hat trick natural hat trick in five minutes in 50 seconds of time in the game are you fucking kidding me i've never seen that i truly like like you would expect with a natural hat trick it's you would it should be in a fairly small amount of time but in under six minutes in the third period to win the game the day after you won the game in overtime? Like, get the fuck out of here. Are you joking? And I I saw a few comments online. Not enough to really be a pattern, but some people being like, oh, he's been a ghost. Like, it's like he doesn't deserve the captaincy all of a sudden. You know, it's fucking dumb online takes. But, like, it's so nice when someone has a game like this to just shut up everybody. Because the haters aren't always... Some it's, it's foreign and domestic. Like it's, it's, it's nice mm-hmm. to see him just be like, what? You got nothing to say to me right now. You got nothing. Remember how we were looking at, uh, or we were talking about like, is that the fastest
0: natural hat trick of all time?
1: Mm-hmm. But it's not. It was Gretzky, wasn't it?
0: No, it wasn't. It was um, No, No. um, no, Rick Nash. It, No, 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 no. You're not going to guess who it was. It was in uh, 1952. Um, Zidane O'Chara. Yeah, yeah, it was his sophomore season. (laughs) Uh, No, but do you want to guess how fast it was? Um, 142. 21
1: seconds. (laughs) What? No, it wasn't. Get the fuck out of here. Was there no one else on the ice? Like. You could, there could be no goalie. There could it could just be me on the ice, like one on nobody, and I couldn't do it in twenty one seconds. He had a he
0: had a um, a breakaway with an open net right after that too. So he almost had four goals in sixty six seconds. Who was this? Uh, Mozienko. Mozienko? Ah, of course. Yeah, I I don't My
1: even dad's know dad's favorite first, player. To be honest. Oh yeah, everyone's dad's favorite player Naturally Uh, But yeah, I mean, what more can we really even say About about Brad Morshin Just uh, Lee by example, taking it over On a
0: rainy night here in Boston It's pouring hats
1: Jack was on one too It's raining hats and dogs It's raining On a rainy night in Boston It's raining Uh, Throw the cat
0: off the cliff
1: I love Jack's quote after the Toronto game. He's like, Brick will talk it over with Monty. I got to go to the bar. Yeah. I knew people were going to eat that one up. And yeah. Then, you, uh, you, you immediately are like, people are going to love that. I was like, yeah, it's pretty good. And then it was a big, big response.
0: Well, because it implies that Jack is a drunk and people really like that. Like, oh, right he's now. going back to the bar. Yeah. More like he's already fucking hammered. No, he's not. He's a good man. I love Jack. He's a good man, Charlie Brown. Put some uh, respect. And, what was the other one oh the 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 call the martian call the sticks the stake he came oh, in, yeah. the, villain came in as sticks, the villain yeah sticks the stake in the maple leaf's heart
1: i'm always on the edge of my that seat awesome. to see if he's gonna stick the quote you know what i mean it takes a is he gonna days. is he gonna land this one like it's a it's a bad feeling. I'll say that it's not great. We didn't always have it, but we're no. We got it's it.
0: not it's not my favorite feeling. I do love <laughs> when he gets to where he's going, but I'm nervous to be along for the journey. <laughs> you
1: know it, what? You could have put a handkerchief in the corner of the net, and it would that have one. a hole in it. Like that that's one was truly one of my favorites. Of my favorite favorites. <laughs> it's so good.
0: <laughs> you could have put. Uh, A handkerchief.
1: It's not a thing people say. Like, it's not like you're like, oh, we didn't get the quote off. It's like, what are you going for here? Like, did he get it right? Like, I don't know.
0: Quarter
1: (laughs) of the goal in 1782,
0: Columbus sailed the ocean blue. (laughs) Brad Marchand.
1: It sounded like a nest. Takes it up the
0: left wing boards.
1: You don't need another app. Uh, real quick, if I have to hear that yep. fucking Travis Kelce ad one more time, I'm going to commit an act of terrorism. Which one is it? The Travis Kelce is a champion. Two types.
0: No, I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, I envy you so much, my friend. I don't get it. Oh, it's They ter- don't send it no. to me up here. It's just Johnny's maple syrup up here.
1: What? God, no. I miss New Hampshire. I wish I got maple syrup ads. We don't really get maple syrup ads, bro. <laughs> I'm, I'm, I'm We're mocking. about to start getting all the political ads So you know what maybe I will take a Travis Kelce I don't know how to fucking say his name I don't care about any of that I should learn to like football I really. He's sure. a nice man dude I believe it I believe Taylor Swift is a good came, person I just don't care about her music
0: party. <laughs> It's true you can check
1: <laughs> I'm going to call your parents Lou I need you to verify something for me <laughs> What <laughs> <laughs> oh my god! Are
0: we uh, these games. All right. Well, we should look ahead. We should look ahead. We should I look ahead. Say,
1: so they, they kind of have a fairly light schedule uh for the foreseeable future. There's like a Fucking couple. Good there's a, dude. There's a couple in there. So they're playing Buffalo. Okay. First of all, well, they're. All right, yep. Second of all, they're playing yep. Buffalo, and then they play Arizona, which Arizona <laughs> in their last four games have beaten the last or four of the five last Stanley Cup champions, and they're playing the Capitals right now. Who are the fifth, or not necessarily fifth, out of the last five teams they played, including tonight? It's the last five Stanley Cup champions. And yeah. Currently, they're four for five. I'm hoping to see that the Coyotes are up two to nothing in the first. They don't start until 9 p.m. Never mind. Uh, so honestly, I would, I, you would think to say Arizona is that's a win, but I'm like shit, maybe not. Who knows? It's, these a, days. And and it's here's a matinee the thing. game. It's a too. matinee
0: day. Yeah, I It's a like Buffalo that. Thursday game, a Saturday matinee. Both of those at home against mm. the, the second ones against the Yotes. And then on the road to Newark, uh, which is on TNT, by the way. So uh, strap in for that one. Uh, I'm sure Biz will have a cool story about some uh, poor woman that he had relations with. <laughs> In Manchester, New Hampshire, I always forget every time he brings up living in Manchester. I'm like, God damn it, we have fucking forgot you were here. It's
1: weird to hear people talk about the Manchester Monarchs. I'm like, yeah. you guys know about the Monarchs? Like, I thought, that thought that I, was came, I thought I came up with them. I thought it was a fever dream I had as a child. um and They were real. They were here. They yeah. won the Calder. But yeah, no um, Sabers, Yotes, Devils. Devils are usually pretty good. um They're like 500 Islanders? right now. They're like
0: 11, 10, and one or something like that
1: islanders and then the rangers the rangers i'm looking forward to just because the rangers and bruins are battling for that one spot and that'll that'll be at
0: home saturday night Mm -hmm. and not nationally televised which is such Mm -hmm. a good idea when the two best teams you don't wiggle it you don't make changes you do not get them nationally televised on a saturday night when the two best teams in hockey are playing each other you don't Uh, do that especially when the best two teams in the national hockey league are boston and new york nobody would tune in instead get the new jersey game on wednesday
1: uh, I will say the Rangers game is the second half of a back-to-back, including travel, which is yeah, not great.
0: Who um, gives? But a they're dri- fuck They're
1: going from the from the long from Long Island to Boston. That's that's like what a f- thirty-five minute flight. Like a, I think it's a twenty-minute drive. It takes me longer to drive home after work than it takes for them to fly. After and they're also are
0: coming off a of back-to-back in new york so it's the same exact
1: thing they're like in the exact same scenario okay. they're playing well, the ducks at home the night before uh they on the friday the 22nd and then saturday the 23rd is back to back and it's in they're both it's in winnipeg and then in minnesota so and the winnipeg game starts at eight so that's gonna be kind of shitty okay, for them that that'll be kind of a later later game um i don't know i said later i meant tiring tired i don't know what i'm saying this is what happens when we reach an hour and a half in the podcast oh <sighs> That too. Uh, yeah, I, I feel pretty good right now. I would really prefer them to keep the momentum going. Yeah. Um, how, do, Still, how, how do they come out of
0: this? How do they come out of this? Give me the prediction.
1: Well, how, many, how many games are we looking at here? The next four? At the three. Three, three. The next so Buffalo, Arizona. Yeah, because we'll York. probably be back Thursday. Okay. Uh, I, honestly, three and oh, honestly. Like, looking at that, like I feel good. I feel like Arizona. Arizona upset them last year. In a matinee, yeah, that seems like a game. I, I would predict that to be a game. You're like, wow, I'm surprised we lost two one to zero. But I don't want to tie that loss to any one game specifically. But I was I thinking two one to zero too, but I really feel like it could be Arizona. I know that sounds insane, but like,
0: I could I, see losing like three one to Arizona
1: on yeah, it. Yeah, Saturday doesn't, matinee doesn't seem that outrageous to me. Yeah. And then bouncing back with a good game against New Jersey. Yeah, um, but I, I that's think that's exactly uh, how I see that going. I think they're gonna whoop Buffalo though. I don't think that's gonna be much of a game. I would love to see just a five nothing. Yeah, because they've, they've played well, but like they haven't really blown anybody out of the water yet. Uh, Razor uh, had a cool uh, had a cool stat real quick mm-hmm. that the Bruins are now the only team left in the league that has scored at least two goals every game they've played. Wow! So not I. Not only have we not been shut out, we haven't even been held to one goal which is bad wow. especially in a season where we're talking about how the offense isn't as potent as it was last year which it hasn't yeah. been but it's consistent it's there but i feel pretty right, pretty solid right now in in my bruins fandom in heart
0: as do i i think they i think they pull it off i think they pull off a 20 210 trio yeah. after a treacherous Trio turned Twet- triumphant. but uh, twetchuous. Uh, put a this trio game. <laughs> we should do a whole episode talking Literally. about that. Oh, pardon, uh, pardon me. <laughs> yeah, that would, that would do numbies. Um <laughs> yeah, yeah. Follow us on Twitter. Uh, I never said that at the end of the show.
1: Follow us. Follow us on Twitter. If you made it this I far into the show. You next. definitely
0: follow us on Twitter. I That's also haven't.
1: true. Uh, we got merch. We got stickers that's it that's all we got we got a podcast you're listening to it
0: thanks for hanging out with us thanks for dealing with us thanks for
1: bearing with me i've gotta go to the bar